Welcome everybody to another episode of Puro Pinche Sports Video. I am your host, Jose Garza. And tonight, just wanted to take a chill uh, moment to just talk about, you know, current situations with the UFC, um, the lightweight division, especially with the title now being vacant, uh, the chaos in the middleweight division, because we don't know what's going on there. So it's just me solo tonight, guys. Whatever you hear tonight, if you like it, like it on YouTube. If you dislike it, go ahead, dislike it. But leave me a comment. Tell me why you dislike my opinion. And if you want to come on to debate me about it, cool, no problem. Down for that. Anyways, just wanted to give a quick note. My thoughts and prayers to all the victims of the Colorado massacre uh, that happened over 24 hours ago uh, from this recording. Um, horrific thing that happened. Um I can't imagine what anybody that has been through that situation or is going through that right now could be feeling. So um, I'll keep y'all in prayer. Um, don't know what that means for y'all. You know, like if, because I know not everyone, you know, believes in prayer and stuff like that, but that, you know, just know that I, I care about, you know, everyone's well-being. So um, I wish nothing happened. I wish the shit didn't go down, but it's a sad day. Another sad event that happens in, in our country. Um, just horrific. <sighs> yeah, it's bad. It still has me a little shook. Um, anyways, guys, UFC just had its fight night this past weekend. Um, we saw the main event, Derek Brunson, ranked number seven versus ranked number 10. Uh, Kevin Holland. The fight didn't go well for Kevin Holland, a man who had um, I even had as a candidate for fight of the year for 2020. He was on a five-fight win streak, five fights in seven months. Very impressive indeed. This would have been his sixth fight in 10 months. Really unheard of, honestly. Um, as far as like in you know UFC level and stuff like that, I know in amateurs or under like the smaller like you know indie promotions, like they're a little different, but UFC, it's very rare. I think even Bellator and stuff like that. <clears throat> Kevin Holland is a good striker. Um, I can't really say that he's much anything else, right? He was doing impressive work as far as his win streak, but I'll be honest, I didn't find his winning streak that impressive. Now people will sit, now people on Twitter or Instagram they're debating with me saying. Nah, he's doing hell of a work. I mean, he just knocked out Jacare. No, no offense, but Jacare Souza is not exactly the Jacare Souza he used to be. His chin's weaker. He's older. Um, he just can't compete at the same level that he used to at the highest form in his prime, which is understandable, right? He's older. And Kevin Holland's a young gun, 28 years old, I believe. Just killer instinct at this point, just wanting to make a name for himself. But he talks too damn much. And I'm not saying that cost him the fight. I'm just saying he's too focused on talking while instead of, you know, reanalyzing what to do better. He was talking instead of talking to his coaches. I mean, he said like he said in his interview with Ariel Hawani that he was talking to his coaches, but on video and on live TV on ESPN Plus, everyone can see that he's shouting to Khabib, hey, give me some advice. Give me some advice. Daniel Cormier isn't here. I usually shout at him. You give me advice. It's what you have a corner for. 
and you could tell he was nervous. So he couldn't handle the limelight. He couldn't handle the pressure of this is your chance to break through. Derek Brunson, as good as he is, he's a gatekeeper. He can't beat the best of the best, but he'll beat you down if you're trying to come up in the division. And so he did what he does. He shut Kevin Holland down. Was Kevin Holland a better striker? Absolutely. There's no one's going to doubt that. But guess what? He's also the reckless striker. Whenever he got some good clean shots in, he would lunge forward and get stuck in the clinch and get t- taken down. Why aren't you working on your jab? Keep the distance. Keep hurting him slowly. Pick him apart. And then, boom, it's over. No, instead you lunge at him, trying to finish quickly, trying to show off, trying to make this highlight reel performance of the night bonus. It just doesn't make sense. There's a reason why fighters, when they make it to the top, they fight, you know they fight a little differently. People are judgmental about George St. Pierre, John Jones, why they became a decision deciding fighters. Well, no, they're playing. They're playing the game smart. They're trying to keep the titles. You gotta get smarter as you move up along the division. You can't always have a highlight reel. This ain't the heavyweight division. You want a highlight reel, you know? Look up Francis Ngannou. Look up, you know, Derek Lewis. But this is a middleweight division. Kevin Holland lost his opportunity. I had a debate a few months ago with his uh, one of his training partners, uh, training coaches, older gentleman. Um, I didn't think he was impressive. This is before the Jockery fight. I didn't think what he was doing was impressive. He was saying, nah, nah, nah. He's doing hella work. He's making all the right adjustments. Yeah, he had a small setback with a previous loss, you know, before the winning streak. Um, and I said, no, that, do- that doesn't mean anything because he's talking too much. He's calling out Israel Asanya. That's not your place yet. You're not, you weren't even ranked top 15 at the time. So you weren't ready for what you're trying to go for. I understand everyone has goals, but that man fought over 100 fights about, um, to get to where he is. That's Israel Asanya, the style bender. Yes, he just lost to Jan Blahovic, but you're not there yet. You need to simmer down. You need to chill out. You want to be you? Cool. Be you. But know that you're not ready for that. And if you can't beat a Derek Brunson, it's going to get a whole lot worse in the higher rankings. I don't know. I know everybody likes the flashy fighters, the ones that, you know, the confident ones, the Kevin Holland's maybe too confident. But too confident can lead you to lose fights that maybe you shouldn't have won or maybe you just believe your own hype and, Derek Brunson is just a beast. He will shut the up-and-comers down. He can't beat Izzy. He can't beat the top guys. But he can beat you, Kevin Holland. So, enough about that. Moving on. Israel Adesanya. He's about to go on back to the middleweight division after his loss to Jan Blachowicz. But who's his next challenger? Is it going to be Robert Whitaker? Maybe Kevin Gaslam upsets Whitaker in their next in the fight coming up now that uh Paulo Costa's out and Kevin got Kelvin Gaslam's in. Maybe he beats Whitaker and maybe he gets a big opportunity to get a touch up. Or maybe it's Darren Till. Maybe it's Marvin Vittori. Izzy's got a great stack lineup of competitors. I'll tell you why, even though he wants Darren Till next. It's wrong. Robert Whitaker has been busting his ass since he lost the title. Got his mind right. Is now moving forward. 
to being the number one contender, the rightful number one contender to challenge, to dethrone Izzy, to get his rematch, to make up for the loss he had. And I'm not saying that he's going to get it, right? Because Izzy's just that damn good. And we saw how what he did to Whitaker the first time. But he's currently on a two-fight win streak, beating Darren Till. Um, <clears throat> I forgot who he'd be. I want to say Jack Hermanson. I could be wrong which one it was that he fought. Um, most recently, it probably was not Jack Hermanson, but sorry, uh, brain fart. But anyways, two fight win streak. He beats Kelvin Gaslam, or if he had beaten Paulo Costa, either way, title shot. That's the, that's the rifle. Matt, Darren Till, who just lost to Robert Whitaker, does not deserve a title shot against Israel Asanya. Darren Till's been like a 50 50 fighter the last few fights. He got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal, which sent him to middleweight. Got up there, beat Kevin Gaslam, then lost to Robert Whitaker. It's just like, how does how do you justify that? I I have an issue lately with the fact that fighters who have, you know, recently been getting title shots on a losing streak or, um, hell, I you know we just had a the draw with um, Leon Edwards and he wants a title shot with uh, Kamar Usman and I'm like. The UFC has done such a bad job of giving the right contenders the title shots, coming off wins, because they're giving they gave Jose Aldo, who was on a two fight losing streak, a title shot. Leon Edwards does not deserve a title shot, even though bad poke in the eye, right? And he wasn't a eight fight winning streak prior to that. Does not deserve it, absolutely not. Um, Darren Till gets the one win against Martin Vittori. No. Robert Whitaker is a rifle man. If he can get past Kelvin Gaslam. After that, do whatever you want. You want Darren Till, you want Marvin Vittori, you want Kelvin Gaslam. You want any of those guys to get a shot at Izzy? Cool. But until Robert Whitaker loses, until he takes another L, there's no man that is rightfully deserving of a middleweight title shot against Israel Adesanya. We'll see what happens next month. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really good to see how the middleweight division moves forward from here. The lightweight title. Dana White has finally accepted that Khabib Nurmagomedov is retired. On October twenty fourth, twenty twenty, after choking out and forcing Justin Gaethje to tap out and then pass out. Khabib Nurmagomedov, who had lost his father due to the coronavirus earlier that earlier that year, decided I did this for my dad, and I'm retiring for my mom. He is no longer the UFC lightweight champion. A lot of us wish Dana White had accepted it. And I understand. Khabib said he didn't. He retired. He didn't say he vacated. But he's pretty much accepted that he's been gone. I don't know where you were when you saw Khabib's last fight. I was busy leaving the hospital with my newborn son and my wife trying to watch the fight <laughs> as I carry my son as my wife is being wheeled out. <laughs> That's how I saw his amazing last fight. And then I would later go on and rewatch it because out of respect for the for the great champion, the great 
the greatest lightweight champion of all time who finished his career with submitting three of the toughest lightweights out there in Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, just manhandling them, choking them all out. Um, I have a lot of respect for that man. He's not the trashiest talker. I know if you've listened to the podcast, the audio uh, version, you know that former my former guest uh, in the past, Jesse Santos, he's not a fan. He's not the trash talker like John Jones. He doesn't, you know, make you want to watch him as, you know, hype man, you know, like a Connor and stuff like that. Um, but Khabib's a grinder. He's worked so hard to get where he's at right now. A lot of props to that man because what he does, what he did may never be duplicated. And I understand there's a lot of fighters from Dakistan like Islam Makachev and, you know, others coming in just and, and they want to take over. They want to, you know, do their thing and good luck to them. They're, if they're still working with Khabib and Khabib's training with them, they're going to look fucking amazing. And the UFC is going to be greater for it. Now, I was not pleased to hear that Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler were the two fighters picked for the vacant lightweight championship fight at UFC 261. Dustin Poirier should be, in my opinion, the new UFC lightweight champion. And I'm not saying like, oh, you know, could be retired, just hand it to Dustin. I think Dana White should have accepted Khabib's retirement back in October. And then knowing fully well that you have Poirier McGregor 2 going on, book that as your vacant lightweight title. And we saw I went, that fight between them, Dustin Poirier, cap kicks and all, and then knocking out TKO, Connor McGregor. The notorious one dropped, just looking horrible, became a meme at Budo Pincha Sports Podcast on our Instagram page. You will see some of those memes we've used. Conor McGregor, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, all their heads on Conor McGregor's body just because they took out losses. Anyways, I don't like the distance getting shoved away. Now, granted, part of it's Dustin's fault. Dustin's been saying he wants the trilogy with Conor McGregor. Why do you ask? Why why, why would he want that fight over a championship? When, isn't the goal to be a champion? Isn't the goal to be recognized as the absolute best? Well, in Dustin Poirier's mind, he is the absolute best now. Khabib is gone. He's been gone as of now for five months, technically. Dana just didn't see it. Others didn't see it. I, I I think I saw it. I think I've been very clear. I believe Khabib was done. I didn't think he was ever going to come back. And I think Dustin is a rightful champion. I like the fight, though. Charles Olivero on a big win streak right now, rightfully deserves to be in the title shot. I know I said instantly after, um, what is it, 258, 259? Whichever the card was for Poirier McGregor, I said it. I was like, Poirier Chandler, Poirier Chandler. And it took me a few days. I had to calm down. I would later on say Olivera. Olivera absolutely deserves a title shot. Michael Chandler, 
it's hard to argue, right? He's a former, what, three-time Bellator lightweight champion. He's a beast. He had a crazy awesome debut, knocking out Dan Hooker, just looking strong, knocking that tall-ass man out. I think it's a mistake for Dustin Poirier to go after the money. I don't know. And maybe it's because... No, no. I, I don't think Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier 3 is going to make as much money as, as UFC or Poirier thinks. I think they're going to get less than what they had last time. I don't think they're going to produce. I don't think it's going to be a red panty night as they want it to be. I think they're going to get the money they're going to get, but unless it's a live crowd again, which it looks like we're starting to get live crowds with the UFC again, full capacity because Florida's going to do it. Texas might submit and do it. I know the governor's already said, yes, we're, we're here. He's, he wants it, but you know, the owners of the arenas and stuff like that, whatever. We have a mini tournament now. The lightweight title will be on the line. Charles Olivero versus Michael Chandler. But the winner of court, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier will be the number one contender after that. It's chaos, but I love it. It's moving forward. It's doing something to the division. Um, the one knock I have about Khabib's title reign, he needed to defend it once or twice a year. And actually, yeah, I think he only defended it once a year. Um, because every time that he they tried to do a fight before um, – God, I apologize. I, it's when they don't eat and they um, or drink for a while. I'm sorry. I apologize for not knowing this. I hear it all the time, and it's just it's not there. Ramadan. Ramadan. I got it. I got it. Ramadan. Because of it, he can't really do much for most of the year. Um, so he has to fight before a certain time, and then he can't fight until after a certain time. So. Khabib wasn't really active as a champion. Whoever becomes champion next, I hope that they're able to fight again at least one more time, and we'll see a title shot, title defense maybe in November, December, because I think the Poirier-McGregor three fight cannot be booked for, um, I think because other fight cards are already being booked ahead of them, and they don't want to put it above certain ones like the uh, – Figueredo and uh, Moreno rematch. So I think they're not going to fight again until July. So International Fight Week. So about December, November, that's where we'll get the winner of that fight versus Chandler Poirier. I mean, Chandler and Oliver, sorry. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Don't like Dustin's decision. I think he should be going for the title shot. But I respect him nonetheless. Great fighter. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But other than that, he should be the lightweight champion right now. And last thing, guys, maybe I didn't say it before, you know, when I was bringing up what topics we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you my quick predictions for the uh, heavyweight title fight for uh, this Saturday, UFC 260. We were actually supposed to get two title fights, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. Volkanovsky got COVID. Prayers for him, that he's healthy afterwards, that he does have no side effects, um, that he's able to recover fully. Brian Ortega, hope no injuries happen to him, that he stays healthy, so that they rebooked the fight for maybe UFC 262. We'll see what happens. So the only title fight we have going on Saturday is the champion, 
Stipe Miocic, labeled the greatest heavyweight champion ever right now in the UFC. In the UFC, just to be clear. I know Fedor fans will get at me if... Hmm. Versus Francis Ngannou. This is a rematch from the last fight. Um, where Stipe freaking outclassed Ngannou, honestly. And that's no disrespect to Ngannou. Ngannou was a baby. When it comes to his mixed martial arts career, you know, resume, at the time, he was a baby. He didn't have much training. He was fighting for a little bit of time, but he had made an impression. And he had done a nice, and he had a nice winning streak. He folded that night. He folded against the champion. He had some good shots in there. He he landed some that Stipe felt, but Stipe was able to get through him and, you know, do what he needed to do to, to retain his title to make sure that he walked away champion. Did Ngannou learn from that? Well, let's see. He lost to Derek Lewis, far even, in my opinion, worse than he had fought against Stipe. And then he's gone on to fight in, in an impressive fashion, four-fight win streak, where he had, don't believe he's even been in the octagon. Combined total of those four fights, less than three minutes, two minutes? That's, that's fucking crazy. And he hasn't fought in almost a year because the heavyweight you know, title was getting clogged up because of the whole DC uh, Stipe trilogy. I think Stipe is taking a lot of punishment from his fights with DC. He's clearly the better man. You can't really argue that anymore, right? Stipe beat DC 2-1. Miocic just looks good. He's fucking been working great with his training partners. And he's just looking like a beast right now. He's out for blood. He's out to prove that he is number one. That he's going to just destroy, manhandle the toughest heavyweight of all time. Francis Ngannou, in my opinion, will... Knockout slash TKO. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just say it right now. He will knock out Stipe Milchicks in the second round. Francis Ngannou, this Saturday, will become the new UFC heavyweight champion. And he will fight John Jones later this year, in like September or October. Um, and I think that's more because John Jones won't be ready until then. Unless he's been ready sooner. Maybe an international fight weekend in July. I'd be all for it. But I'd pick Ngannou. And I look forward to seeing if Ngannou proves me right or Stipe proves me wrong. I, I think the punishment that Stipe has handled over the last few years, over his last, his just his trilogy with DC, um, is going to be a difference maker. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. That's all I got for now. If you have any questions, if you want to leave a comment, go ahead. If you want to debate me, you want to you know, say something otherwise, let me know. I mean, I'm down to have a discussion with you about it, whether it's going to be just you know, on the keyboards or if you want to do it live on video. But, guys, please do follow the podcast at Budo Pincha Sports Podcast on Instagram. Also, follow us on Twitter um, through at PPS underscore podcast. Follow the YouTube page, subscribe. Click on the notification bar to let you know whenever we are live, which is mostly the case. Um, 
check out at Cookie Monsters. Uh, don't know if I'm saying that right. It's like Monsters, but you know, Monsters. I, I'm gonna speak gibberish, so check them out. The, my uh, my boy Mikey is part of the uh, the group there, along with uh, his friends, doing great stuff. Follow him. Um, put that on the story last night for the page. Check them out. Check out others um, of my friends. You'll see their pages being uploaded soon on the Instagram page. I'm going to promote them as well. Um, check them out. Give them support. Whatever you do, whether it's like photography, gaming, um, whatever it is, give them a shout out. You'll you'll love it. I am Jose Garza. This was Puro Pinche Sports, guys, and I will see you next time.